I'll tell you what, bro. I am still a little bit dusty from the weekend coming off a punters, <laughs> coming off a punters club bender. And all night I saw the sun come up. Jesus. Yep. Anyway, what are you going to do? You've got to do what you got to do, mate. Well, you get that on big jobs, don't you? You do, you do. And sometimes you just got to fucking put the headgear on, bite down on the mouth guard, and get it fucking done, son. Hello, handsome. Care for a rubdown? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day, Rubbers. Welcome back to the Weekly Rub Down, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Hooker Rub Down. About to give these hookers a good rub, baby. I'm your host, Natty, and with me, as always, riding shotgun in the Rubmobile is the stats wizard himself. Look at the weasel. Hello, mate. How's it going? Yeah. I feel like I feel like you're um, you were close to death. Apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've swapped places uh, this week. <laughs> um, I'm on death's doorstep, and you're fighting fit. Yeah. Exactly. Look, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. But um, and I've been doing a fair bit of study. I've been doing a fair bit of um, work on the the Patreon gear and a whole lot of stuff getting prepared for the season. And um, you've just been you've been in a well, I've, I've been I've been hibernating, bro. Let's be let's be uh, honest. I, I've been I've been in a pit of misery. Uh, but like we were not, talking not about, spring chicken anymore. Like we were talking about before we uh, started recording, it's just some things you just got to get done. So anyway, let's uh, let's crack one. And oh, you, I'm on the the Vino O's. Good boy, good boy. Hello. And so the Patreon is humming along nicely. Why don't you tell the rubbers mm. what you've been up to, what your busy little fingers have been up to of late, and what's in the pipeline? So <clears throat> we sent out the early top thirty last week. Just um, it's pretty much just off the dome for our, our feel, gut feel for where players will be um, ranked in that top thirty. And as we go through each week, um, we're going to be going through each of the positions. We're going to be updating that. So we'll do another release after the two pods this week on hooker and forward forward. Um, see if that has an impact to where we um, where we're going to rank them. Um, but oh, then, and yeah, it will. We'll, oh, it will. <laughs> and we've got some real sexy positional ranks that we're going to be um, putting out on Patreon as well. So once we once we do the pod, we'll have the full rank up to um, for hooker. All the spine players will have up to the top twenty. Trust me, it's really hard to get to twenty <laughs> yeah. on a few of them. Front row forward, we'll go up to 30 players. To RF, we'll go up to 40. And then we'll go up to um, uh, go up to the 450 for um, CTW. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work involved. Um, we're, we're identifying the duels. We're identifying um, previous season's averages, the final strength of schedule, and their predicted average that um, both of us have agreed on. So, mate, it's good gear. It, um, it definitely me. will help us and the listeners um, do your pre-draft list. This is this is effectively going to do your pre-draft list for you. And so, obviously, you're talking about each position is going to have their own ranking, weekly rubdown ranking system, but then yep. that will be put into a draft cheat sheet um, by the end. Oh, that's 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 another thing that I was getting to. Let's is go. We, we've got the draft chart. Which Talk to me, guys. 
you you print it off in A3 or, or some big. You sit it out in front of you while you're drafting. Mm. You've got your pre-draft list in there, but a curveball comes. You just consult the draft cheat sheet. It'll, it'll let you know what you need to do, where, where, where the players are ranked based on their position, but also where they should land for the draft at ranking overall. So... Mate, it's it is it is a bit of gear that um, is slightly based on um, something that we saw on NRL Supercoach stats, but this one's based on what we think they'll average this season rather than what they've just averaged in the previous season. So, I, I'm I'm keen. I'm keen as mustard to get this stuff out. So. Rubbers, I've seen some some drafts of this cheat sheet and. It made things swell and made <laughs> it made the jeans tight. Things were punching up into the denim. Very arousing stuff, guys. I can't wait for it to be released. I'll be using it. Um, it's going to be... It, it's pretty much a, a, a pre-season work in one sheet. Yeah, exactly. It's we're, we're, it's one of the last things that will release as part of the, um, the pre-season work, but um, it is it is the pinnacle of where we get to because as we're going through, like we mentioned in the first podcast... We're just getting those one percenters at the moment. We're getting getting ourselves up there, getting all the information in, doing the analysis. Once we get to the last last position, that's when this this shit is going to be ready to rock and roll. That's it, baby. But and the, the thing meantime, is, we've got a lot of shit coming through, mate. And the thing is, it's not. It, it, we obviously are going to do a positional rub down for each position. Uh, and so each position we do, we do a lot of study that goes into the rubdown. So we've we've done a lot of study on hooker for tonight's rubdown, and sort of that study makes us well, it, it makes us shift guys in our rankings. We we bring guys up, we push guys down, and that happens throughout the preseason when we go through each position. You know, like we're not robots; we can't do all positions before you know February. We just need well before January. Sorry, before January. We have we can to. Do it, we can do them. Actually, we probably it'd be very close. We'll probably have them done before February. But yeah. yeah. Um. So we're just going through each ones. We're learning the same as you picking. Up. And look, there's been rubbers that have gotten contact with me via DM that have brought things up to my attention that I've gone, oh fuck, hang on, I haven't seen this news, and I've sent it to you, Walk, and you've gone, yep, mm. sweet, we're gonna have to fucking, you know, toggle some things here. And move some shit over here because that's what it's all about, guys. We're a big community oh. and we're working together. And this is the part of the season where there is a, a fuck ton of, of toggling. Oh, man, Bef- it's just it's a toggle time. Pre trials, no one knows Ooh. who's playing where. Fuck, it's just an absolute guessathon. Well, here's, here's, here's a question that no one's got the answer to at the moment. Where does you and Aiken play? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, exactly. No idea. No fucking idea. <sighs> Hopefully, we will know one day. Yes. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna be doing the pre um, the preseason trials as well. Just have a, have a look at those. Provide some commentary, maybe not uh, commentary, but have a, have a few comments about how the after the went. fact commentary after the fact after the fact. Yeah, no worries. All right, all good. Let's move on to Listener <clears throat> League gear. Uh, as always, guys, we'll plug the Listener League. Uh, the sledges have been. Coming in thick and fast already, early, very early, and I love this. Like, 
usually it takes a couple of weeks of guys to sort of come around to the fact that, okay, super coaches around the corner, draft leagues are starting to chat on WhatsApp, let's go, let's get into the weekly rubdown, fire up their Instagram, see what they're doing. Oh, yep, it's the Listen League, let's go put a sledge in. No, it's fucking straight off the bat this year. It's straight into it. No lube, just thumbing it in, and I love it. I love it. So it's all about. Guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you want to be part of the Listen League, go on the chance to beat the weekly rub down at their own game. We play a betting league. We mirror the Loveless League, uh, which is our home league. And then you also go in with a chance to win five slabs of Gage Roads Brew. So if you win the comp, you get bragging rights and of course you win five slabs but you've got to go over to apple podcast and leave a five star sledge click five stars and then leave a disgusting comment about whatever you want just make it cut us with it make it savage that's what we want make it as close to the bone as possible now i've got an example here for you this is the first one that's rolled in for 2023 and they've kicked it off nicely you ready yeah yeah get me a rugby league podcast that delivers five minutes of quality contact content per one hour episode. Now though, they're going down the path of every bird I follow on Insta, making you pay for the good stuff. So we can expect that five minutes to be carved out moving forward. The first episode of 2023 wasn't the worst thing you'll hear all year, but it was fiercely uninteresting. If they successfully monetize this relentless drivel, Maybe they can invest in some decent recording equipment for Wooker so it won't sound like he's recording every episode from the toilet. I love this podcast, though. Five stars. <laughs> it's harsh. I have, I have invested in a microphone. Oh, oh. That's very good. And the first person to give a shit for trying to monetize the podcast. See, now, anyone else that comes ask. through with Why that sort of ask. drivel, it's gonna, you're going to be... Sloppy seconds. That was very good. That was re- really yeah. well f- thought out. So that's the first one. First cab off the rank. Um, I don't know who that was. Don't care. But it was very good. Yeah. Very good. I, I, Keep I'm, coming. I'm pretty sure that is that is shortlisted to go, go in there. It was good. It was clever. It was. It did It did make me Google when I fucking read it. I read it to the missus as well, and she goes, oh, she, oh gotcha. Gotcha there, didn't he? <laughs> oh, okay. He didn't miss. He didn't miss. Okay. All right, bro. Let's get into... Hooker. Grant with a dummy and almost untouched Harry Grant. Out of dummy half, Cameron McInnes surges into the end goal and scores the try. But, you know, they're hookers, so it's fine. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. Now, disclaimer, and this will be a disclaimer at the start of every positional rub. These rankings are very fluid. It's early in the piece. Trust me, shit will fucking change. So, and it might even change as we go through this run sheet. You know, it might be like, what, what the fuck was I thinking when I wrote this? So just stay fluid. Keep your head in the swivel, people. It's going to be sweet. Now, Hooker, the main thing to look at here is big minutes and attacking upside. Now, 80-minute Hookers, they're a dying breed. So, Hooker, who's the 80-minute the Hookers that are left in the league now? Braley? I mean, there's not, there's not too many. You've Braley Braley, brothers, the Braley brothers, possibly Damian Cook, uh, Reese Robson puts in a good stint. Typically, agree. Um, after, after that, I, I don't even think Lachlan Croker goes eighty anymore. 
The one thing that did come out though, um, with Bindi Odo um, going down, obviously with that ACL, Reed Marnie probably shapes as someone who play big minutes, so he's he's definitely one to consider. Um, JMK, you can almost put a line through for eighty minutes because who have Cody Nicarima on the bench. Sam Verrills is an interesting one. Um, we talk of um, Tanner Boyd actually starting in the halves. Mm. So you'll have um, Campbell on the be- bench. You have Campbell on the bench who'll probably come in at some point, playing a bit of a roaming role. Yeah, there's a there's not too many. Let's put it that way. So the, there's three certainties: Bradley Brothers and Robson, and we're not even sure if Cook gets 80 minutes because he's obviously another year older. I mean, how old's Cook these days? 33, 30, something like that. Like he's it'd be, it'd be about 32. I think. So, and that's the thing. So you obviously want big minute hookers, um, and then that attacking upside on um, on top of that. And if they can't get those big minutes, you want someone like Harry Grant who comes on and you know when he's on the field, he's balls to the wall. So Cook, Cookie's thirty two in June. So look, he's um he's not he's not the beach sprinter he used to be. No, um, but he is still fleet of foot. It's it's more the lungs that we're worried about. Yeah, yeah, fair. All right, let's get into our top 10 here. So as Walker alluded to earlier on Patreon, there'll be a top 20 hookers on there, but we'll talk about the top 10 here, and then we'll go through our categories um, as we get into it. And as you all know, our categories per positional rub are elite. So that's picks 1 to 10. Guns, picks 11 to 30. Sweet Spot, picks 31 to 70. Bargain Basement picks 71 to 110, and then Hail Mary's picks 110 all the way through to the end of the draft. And we've sort of allocated all the hookers that we've ranked into those categories where we see they're going to fall. But let's get into our top 10 here. Number one, Harry Grant. It's pretty yeah, simple. I, I, I feel like there's when you even consider like their strength of schedule and everything like that, he's got the second best strength of schedule in the finals for, for hookers. And um, look... It, I think he's going to have a great season. Um, he's going to have big minutes this this year. Don't don't worry about that because with Smith gone, there's going to be an expectation for him to um, to pick up a little bit of that responsibility. But um, he's he's not really going to provide that output in 80 minutes. I don't think. Okay, so I'm just going to hit out the ranks here, and then we'll talk about. Oh right, yes, yeah. go. Yeah, you've gone off. Look, I just let you go because so I was like, see, <laughs> first positional rub is going to be a little bit of rust, brother. It's all right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking bend you over right, about get, this get, early in the season. Out. It's all right. Let's Don't go. worry. But I'll look. I'll give you that one for free next time. <laughs> you're going to, you. you're going to cop it. Uh, uh, all right. One, Harry Grant. Two, Damien Cook. Three, Reese Robson. Four, Blake Braley. Five, Jaden Braley. And those two are pretty much, we can swap them either way. And we'll talk about that mm. later. Don't worry. <laughs> there's battle. There's some Braley battles coming up, guys. That's a little bit of a tease. Just a tip just for a second just to see how it feels. <laughs> Number six, we've got Abby Corusau. Seven, The Cheese. Eight, Lachlan Croker. Nine, Aaron Clark. And ten, Reed Marnie. So that's the top ten. Uh, I'll be putting that on out on socials, and then obviously the rest is going to be up on Patreon. But without further ado, mate, let's get into the elite guys. The elite, best of the best. I got a booner. <laughs> so as I said earlier, this is picks one to ten. Usually, these are players that are averaging 70, 75 plus. Harry Grant last year, seventy eight 
average. He was first in dummy half runs. Uh, he was eighth in tackles per game, 10th in trices overall. So 10th in trices overall, not just amongst hookers, 10th in trices overall. Mm-hmm. He had seven tries and 16 try assists. That's mental. And that's that's yeah. that's something that worries me. It's but like those are tough numbers to, to back up. Exactly, exactly, yeah. bro. Exactly. Like sixteen seven tries is not too bad, but sixteen tries is mental. But the thing that stands out for me is like the next guy on the list, his average Damien Cook, his average was seventy five. So he's only three clicks down. Three points down from Harry Grant. And Harry had a fucking epic season. And let's be honest, like, Cook didn't have the best of seasons. Well, I actually disagree. I think Cook had a huge attacking upside season. I don't think he can mm. replicate his attacking upside in the in the year coming. Because yeah. Well, I think I think Harry Grant's getting into the pinnacle of his career. Yeah. I mean... Like, I think, I think he's, he's a few years from his pinnacle, to be fair. And it's, so, and it's obvious that the Storm's attack sort of centres around him being part of... You know the assists that come through. You know tries like he is. He's another oh, yeah. half on the field. So their their plays that they set up. There's certain plays that are set up for him to come out of dummy half and put guys through holes. Whereas I think Cook is more of an opportunist and he takes off out after the mark when there's you know the markers are a little bit slow or one is on the ground or he sees some spacing behind the defense. Mm-hmm. He's an opportunist. Whereas yeah. I think the attack is actually set up for Harry Grant and that's why he's got that many try assists. But like you said fucking hard to replicate. I think both of these guys, it's going to be hard to replicate that season they had last year. Obviously, Harry Grant, tough. 78, that's huge. It's a bit tough for Harry Grant because, yes, he's going to have more opportunities with, with Cheese gone. But the, the Smash Brothers, the one-two punch that they, they had, maybe he won't have as many opportunities from that as well. Yeah, exactly. So, like it, Chase took a lot of a lot out of the defenses from he just harassing them mm. when he was on the field. So maybe maybe that might play against Grant as well. So look, I, I'm I'm not saying he's a, he's not a, a, a top ten. He'll be there or thereabouts. Uh, and I don't think Cook will, Cook will get him this season. But yeah, he's um, he's one to watch out for. Such an impressive season. Most try involvements by a hooker. Most line break involvements by a hooker. Most dummy half runs per game by a hooker. Most meters per game by a hooker. Harry Grant. And I think he, I think he got like a majority of those in one of one of those games where they absolutely trounced. I think it was Broncos at all times as well. Yeah, it probably was because I mean, yeah. fucking easy, easy pickings. All right, let's get into the guns. Guns. Lots of guns. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? So this is picks 11 to 30. Usually, guys, 60, 65 average around there. Damien Hook slips down in this category for us because mm. we don't think he can replicate that 75. Um, I just I just think that was one of, it was one of the crazier seasons for Cook. Um, I think one of the games he scored a hat-trick. I don't see that happening again. Um, it's just I'm happy to be wrong because I love Damien Cook. I just think that I can't take Cook in the first 15 picks. If I was ever going to take him, it's probably between 15 and 20. Um, But in most leagues, he's probably going to be gone on that 75. And I'm happy for that to happen as well because I feel like someone's going to be reaching for him in in that position. 
Yeah, and when you consider like the strength of schedule in the final series for Damian Cooks, uh, they're, they're sitting at ninth position for the hooker. It's not going to be your best, is it? It's um, it's middle of the run. They've got a buy in round twenty six. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of negatives there. So that's why we're pushed into the, to the back end of the teams. And that's another big one as well, book that you bring up that they have the buy in round twenty six, which is going to land in a lot of leagues grand finals and. You would be fucking mental to take Damian Cook in the top thirty picks, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I which I means you're not taking him at all. I would consider any bunnies. I'm not looking at them in the top thirty. No, no. Like so if it, the only the only the only way I would look at a bunny would be if Latrell somehow slips into round two. Yeah. I agree. Which that's not going to happen. That's I agree. Happen. I agree. Which means, yeah, you're probably going to let them slide on to someone else. Um, yeah, right. So that's Harry Grant and Damien Cook out of the way. They're, they're the big dicks, the alphas. And to be honest, and we've talked it's a, about it's this. A cl- it's a cliff drop off, isn't it? It is. And we've talked about this. They're the two big dicks. They're the alphas. But do they have the upside that's going to warrant such an early pick? And in our opinion, no. And the reason we say no is because we think there is value later on in the draft that Hooker presents that some other positions don't, like 5'8", like halfback. Um, I think you can get a Hooker that's going to get you 45 points in round seven, where I don't think you could get that at halfback or 5'8". Yeah, the, ho- the Hooker out of, out of the two halves and Hooker... It's the deepest position out of those those three. Yep. And because it's such a defense-minded position um, and these hookers are going to rack up a lot of tackles, it's easier to get that sort of 40-45 um, per game from a hooker that you can get later on in the, in, the, in the draft. Whereas if you've got a subpar or a poor-performing half, they're going to have to do a lot more to get that 40, 40 to 45, yeah? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's how I look at it. So I'll let hooker slide and go and pick a halfback or 5'8 and just hope I get that value at hooker. Or, fuck it, take the AE. Yeah, and to be honest, like you're going to be getting about 40 points from tackles anyway. When you when you got a hooker that's, that's playing 60 to 70 minutes, it's not out of the realms of possibility. And then you put, add on one to two attacking stats or a few runs and stuff like that, you're getting to your 50 quite easy. Exactly. Right, let's get into the sweet spot. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh, my God. Now, this is where things get really interesting, right? So this is picks 31 to 70. Um, In most positions, this is where it's the most interesting, the sweet spot. So we've got blokes like Reese Robson, Jaden Braley, Blake Braley, Lachlan Croker, Abby Coruscant, um, JMK, The Cheese, Aaron Clark, Reed Marnie, Sam Verrills. These are the type of guys that are going to are going to land around this thirty-one to seventy. So, depending on the way that your draft is moving and swaying, there might be some fucking value here that you need to keep an eye on. Um, usually, I like to pop my head in around. Round five, round six. So you're looking at, you know, picks 40, 45, 50 plus, mm-hmm. and just see what's happening with the hooker spot, right? Um, and see what sort of value is happening there. This year, and I'll talk about this at, at nauseum, you know, I'm going to be targeting fullback, 
and a halfback or 5'8", then dipping my toe into the 2RFs. If I can get two 2RFs, I'll probably look at a CTW after that. So all of a sudden, I'm looking at CTWs and my fifth pick. So really, I'm not even looking at hooker until my sixth, seventh, and possibly eighth pick of the draft. And if there's no value there, I will just leave it all the way to the end. Yeah, and it's one of those positions that, look, it, it they do have options all the way out to 20 picks, really. Um, they're not the greatest of, of options, but yeah, you, you could you could pick up a decent, half decent um, uh, hooker, yeah, real back into your draft. That's it. Um, any one of these guys that you want to sort of talk about here in the sweet spot that I just talked about, obviously we'll leave Jaden and Blake Rayleigh. We've got plenty to talk about with those two, but anyone else you want to talk about? Yeah, I think Lachlan Croak is an interesting one. Um, a lot a lot will depend on how Manly do go this season and obviously the luck with um, keeping Turbo on the field. So, yeah, he's, he's one that could, yeah, I, I think easily at least get the 55, 56 average that he had last season and add, a, add probably five points to that. So I think he's, he's definitely in the line for a bit of an uptick. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah, I, I do agree. Lachlan Croker um, is an interesting one. He does need to play big minutes. But looking mm. at, you know, with Dylan, uh, Walker, Dylan Walker's gone. He's moved on. So who do they have there um, on the bench there that's going to spell him? I know towards the back end of the year, Lachlan Croker was playing some big minutes. Uh, actually, for the whole entire season, he played 70-plus yeah. minutes in all but three games. So yeah. They know he's got so, a big engine, and they might be just like, look, we know you've got the engine, engine to do it. Let's just keep you playing big minutes and we can carry another big bopper on the bench. So that's going to be interesting because uh, he actually needs that 70-plus minutes to go on and replicate that 55 average or, or go up yeah. to that sort of high 50s. If he doesn't, if they bring on someone that's going to spell him and he goes back to, say, 60 minutes or 55 minutes, he may not be super coach relevant in these picks. And realistically, when we're looking at like genuine options to spell him at hooker, I mean, you, you've got Lawton that'll fill in a little bit, but he's played more edge um, edge forward. And then Nathaniel Roach. Like Roach is a great player, um, obviously coming back from injury from last season. But yeah, I, I really don't think that they'll be carrying Roach on the bench. They'll probably carry Lawton, um, who will spell through the middle most likely or, or on one of the edges. I, I can't really see any, um, really anyone who's going to be stealing minutes from Croker. No, no. So I think you're pretty safe to draft Croker at that 55 average. Now, oh, easily, yep, easily. Yep. Um, now, another guy I want to talk about, Reese Robson. I don't think he'll be there when I'm looking at hookers, but... Look, this guy is a clear number three for the hooking role. Played 70-plus minutes in all but three games. Scored seven tries. Set up eight. Has a base of 47, a base power of 51, 38 tackles a game, and six runs a game. Second in dummy half runs. Third in tackles. I mean, this guy is going to go from strength to strength. And the thing I love about Reese Robson is he's an absolute chalk sniffer. He is a hog. Mm. If he's fucking sniffs just the tiniest of a fucking gap he's going for it so and those tries man that that upside is fantastic at a position where we're really lacking in guys that have a high upside other than cook and grant so i think reese robson i mean he'll probably deserves to go sort of in that round four 
Mark, I, I really think he could he yeah, can replicate I think, I that. Think it's, I think just after the turn of round three in a in a ten man league, so yeah, early thirties. Because I don't see a world where he doesn't average sixty five. He averaged sixty four last year. I don't see anything changing. No, look, I, I feel like it's going to be much and much the same from last season. So I've I've got him pegged at about a sixty five. Yep, yeah. So like like I said, he's not going to be there when I'm looking at him. But I think whoever picks him up, if they pick him up. Like you said, in that turn, I think he'd be very happy because you're going to get some games where he's going to score 90s with that try and he's just going to potter around that 60 to 70 mark week in, week out, and you're just not going to have to worry about the position. Just gonna, yeah. He's just going to lack that real high upside, but yeah. you're going to be happy yeah. with what, the pick. What, what hooker has that high well, upside, they don't. Though? Well, they really? don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even, even Harry Grant, when he scores a try, He's getting 90s, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyone else you want to talk about here? I know you're pretty big on Reed Marnie, Appy Coruscant. Yeah, so so Appy's definitely one that I, I think is oh, crystal balling. Um, I think with the options that he's got um, with, the new, with the new edge... Uh, with the new edge Start back again. rowers in Isaiah Papali'i and Bateman. Yep. Huge... They're massive, massive options for an attack. And then you know, add to that um, some of the big boppers like um, um, uh, Stefano, Rodicomano. Clemmer. Uh, Clemmer. They're everywhere, Hoffa. aren't they? Like, they've, they've got a really good go forward. And I think that that's really going to help a bit of a push on from um, from Appy as well. So um, options for, um, for pressing him for minutes, like I think that they might – They've shown in the past that um, the Tigers like to carry another hooker on the bench. So Simpkins, Simpkins has yeah. been the guy. Um, they've also got Will uh, Will Smith as well, but he, he's real handy. So they'll probably carry him maybe as a 14 instead. Um, remains to be seen. But um, yeah, look, I, I think there's going to be a lot of points coming out of the Tigers. And I think that they're one of the real underdogs for, for this season with the recruitment that they've had. Um, I never thought I'd say that. Oh, no. but, well, um, it does look sexy, man. And you're right. They're going to have a lot of go forward. I think there's going to be a slight regression if what you say oh, is yeah. true, that they will uh, keep Simkin on the bench and rotate Appy through. Maybe Appy plays 60 minutes or 55 minutes. I think you'll see a bit of a drop there. Last year, he averaged 63. You might see him average maybe high 50s, maybe a 60, depending on how yeah. the Tigers actually go and attack. But you're I mean, right. It's it's you know, not going to be as big as everyone thought it was going to be. Like, oh, Appy's just going to fall no, off no. the cliff. Yeah. No, not at all. Look, at the, at the end of last season, well, most of last season, he only averaged about 70 minutes a game because obviously Mitch Kenny was coming on and it was really the start of the, the changing of the guard. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely not something that is going to be unfamiliar to him. But I think it, it does increase his attacking potency having those little spells. So I think it works in his favour. Yeah. Nah, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty they're just happy not, with they're just not gonna They're just not going to be in the attacking spots that they were um, at the Panthers. And so. you might you might be lucky here. You might be in a league where people are just going to let Appy slide because, hey, he's going to the Tigers. He's going from, you know, double premiership winning side to the West Tigers. Nah, not for me. And you might see him pop up in a value spot where you can go, yeah, fuck, I'm taking Appy here. That's great value. Um, so he's definitely one can, to keep an eye on. Start, and you can definitely start to see the um, sow the seeds of doubt cool. into all of your um, competitors 
to just go in the group chat and say, oh, fuck, have you seen how the Tigers played this game last season? Blah, blah, just, blah. Just drop the... Just start, just start dropping... Oh, mate. Drop the question. Fuck. Just go, how do you guys reckon Appy's going to go at the Tigers and just see yeah. what sort of response is there? And then if it is a negative one, feed it. Just yep. like like flames, just give it oxygen. Night, night, night spot's going to be good for him, isn't it? <laughs> Again. <laughs> All right. The guy I'm really interested in, and it's going to be a bit of a trial watch here, is Aaron Clark from the Titans. Ooh, yeah. So we think he's going to have the 13 on his back uh, with Sam Verrills at nine. Now, very small sample size for Clarkie at lock. Four games. So... Not a lot to go off there, but let's just go through the stats. So 56 minutes, he averaged uh, with a 13 on his back. 60 points from that 56 minutes. PPM of 1.06. 27 tackles, 9.3 runs, 4.3 tackle breaks, and 1.3 offloads a game. It's those tackle breaks and offloads that really interest me in his running game. He has a lot to offer. And we saw that when he came on, we are just like, fuck, He's bumping tackles. He's got the the flick offload. He's trying a lot. And it's obvious that the coach was like, look, just fucking get out there and do what you do. Because he didn't he didn't let up when he was uh when he's you know running the ball. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. No Isaac Liu. I think I think he can average that 55 minutes. Um, you know, Campbell coming off the bench does not worry me for Aaron Clark. If anything, it gives me more confidence in Clark. And the other thing is he's dual. And fuck, we love jewels this year, don't we? Two oh, RF hooker. This is fucking none of them. Zero. Oh, There's just I'm fuck so, all. so fucking right. I could barely make a, a top 20 of jewels. So Aaron Clark is definitely a guy that can pop up in your draft, if guys aren't doing their study, if they're not listening to the fucking weekly rubdown, if they're not checking up on stats, whatever, he's a guy that can slip and you might just go, fuck, he's worth a shot here. Because if he comes on and plays 13 like he did last year, honestly, a 55 average is a piece of piss. And, oh, and, you, and his, his average is down at 47 from last season mm. because he played so many games at hooker, which Tasty. he just absolutely yep. fucked it. Yep, yep. And so big trial watch because we want to see how they're fucking using him. But all signs point to, yep, sexy. So I'm big on Clarky. Um Talk to me about Reed Marnie. You, you sort of alluded to it early on yeah. in the podcast. Obviously, there may be a chance of him playing 80 at the Dogs. Now, I don't really see that as a huge positive because he averaged 77 minutes last year and only got 55 points. So tell me why an 80-minute hooker at the Dogs now is going to be better. Well, they're obviously going to be in defence a lot. But, no, the biggest thing... Yeah, that's true. That is true. That probably is, get that 55 one, points a game in defense. That is that is one thing. But my my biggest concern about him moving to the dogs was with the, um, that Bindi Odo. Mm. Um, like he, he's he's played a lot of games off the bench last season, spelling at hooker and, and a few a few other positions. Um, he's obviously got that ACL, so he's not going to be um, not going to be stealing minutes this season. Really, they don't have a quality backup. Or even someone to, to kind of take time off him to spell him. So I think that they're going to be putting him in as an 80 minute hooker regardless. Yep. 
And so, I do, I, I agree, and that's why I've got him averaging pretty similar to last year. I don't think yeah, he's going to have much think, to go I, further ahead. I don't, I don't think he's going to regress any. Yep. Um, I think, if anything, he might get a little bit more attacking starts um, because I, I feel like um, he doesn't have two really dominant halves. He's got one dominant half that he's playing with, so he might take on a bit more attacking ownership. Um, he also doesn't have a real quality fullback either. Um, Avarillo, Avarillo does a really good job, um, and he, he has some really good uh, moments, but he's not a gutho. He's not like a really high-tier uh, fullback. So yep. I feel like there is going to be a, a requirement to bring up, um, come forward with some attacking out. It uh, all uh, depends on how the forward pack goes forward. If they can get some, mem- some momentum going forward, I think Reid Marnie will play well off the back of it because the games for Parramatta, when RCG, Paulo, Maddo, when they fucking went straight up the guts, really direct, that's when Marnie found some space off the back of that. But when they started playing laterally, he was just mm-hmm. lost. And that's where his fucking game went to shit. When they were playing laterally, he just didn't know what to do, couldn't get any momentum in the game, couldn't get a real good field for the game either. Now, the Bulldogs, we saw them last year, they played a lot of lateral football, trying to get their, the ball to their speed men like Fox and give Burton early ball and stuff like that. If they continue that style, I don't think it'll be conducive to Reed Marnie playing well. But yeah. if some of these big boys can come back and play well, Luke Thompson, if TPJ can find his feet again... And they get some momentum Max, going Max forward. King, Max Ryan King. Sutton. If they can, yeah. that's when Reed Marty will play well. And that's where it yeah. affords him the ability to have that attacking flair. Mm. Yeah. And, and look, based on his juniors and his resis, he does have mad attacking upside. He's put it in the kit bag a little bit at the Eels because it's not really needed. He's more of a distributor. I think going to the going to the dogs might frame up a little bit. He might um, might want to play a bit more of an expansive game. And he might be afforded the opportunity to do that. So I, I'm excited about it. I think 55 is the bare minimum of what you get out of him. Yeah. Um, I think the sky is the limit with him. But um, I'd be a little bit nervous just um, to see what the dogs put on the field. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing. What about the cheese? So he's obviously one of the big marquee signings for 2023 mm-hmm. going to the Roosters. Uh, coming off uh, 2022 where he averaged 45. Now, I just can't see a world where he doesn't add 10 points to his average in 2023, especially with Connor Watson going down. I mean, we know Turpin's going to come on. Um, He's going to play a bigger role, but I think Cheese still plays the majority of minutes at nine. He's probably going to rotate through the middle at some point, whether he gives the big boys a, a rest and plays prop or he plays lock. It doesn't matter. It's the same game. But just to go back to 2022 and we look at 50-plus minute games, he had a 58 average. Yeah, I, I think Scott, similar, similar to Appy, similar to, um, to Marnie, I think there is going to be some, some uplift in all three of those guys for attacking output. Um, I think Brent, Brandon Smith especially, he's, um, I, I think with the, the lack of like a real attacking um, hooker partner, um, with Watson going down, Turpin, good distributor, doesn't really do too much um, outside of that. I feel like he's going to be um, ready to rock and roll. 
he doesn't need the full 80 minutes and he can't play the 80 minutes. No. So that's if, not a big issue for him. If anything, you want him to start the game at nine, go have a rest, then come back on fresh, 100%, running yes. at tied defenders. That's when he makes his best super coach output. So yeah, if that's yeah. the way they use him, that's perfect. The consistency in minutes that he will ultimately get at the Roosters will just mean he'll have more points. It's as simple as that. 45 is nothing. And I think if you're drafting me at a 55 average, I think you'll be laughing all the way to the bank. The only thing with Cheese is everyone loves him. People will reach for him because of the name. People will reach for him because they think he's going to be the 2021 Cheese, where I think he averaged 60-something. I'm not that confident that he's going to be that great, but I'm happy to go 55. I think he'll add 10 points to his average. Yeah, it's it is slightly disappointing that he lost the um, the front row forward. Huge kick in the because like, we know he's going to play in the middle. Dick. He's going to play yeah. in the middle. Everybody knows that. Yeah. It's so. the most frustrating thing about the whole scenario is like we're we're starving for jewels and they're taking away a legitimate jewel. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. Absolute terrible. Um, JMK worried about him because of the Bennett factor. We know that Bennett. Just mm, ruins hookers' it. averages. We saw it with Cookie. So I wouldn't be drafting JMK at that 58. I'd be more looking up around the 50 to 55. Probably mid-50s pretty safe with JMK. I think he'll play the vast majority of minutes there for the Dolphins. But you know, like I said earlier, Wook, that you know Nicarima is going to come on and play that impact role. Mm, so not yeah. I'm not big on him, but yeah. Yeah, Marshall King usually relies on big minutes to score well. Um, he's had he's had some really good attacking outputs, um, but yeah, there's a, it's just such an unknown quantity with the Dolphins that look. I, yeah, I wouldn't be I would be placing a pretty heavy pick on any of the Dolphins if I'm honest. Nah, I, I agree. Last guy here that we need to talk about, Sam Verrills, fifty-two average. Uh, I think. He'll probably play play big minutes for the Titans, but fuck, he needs to. I went through his stats, and the games that he didn't play 80 minutes was absolute trash. So he needs to play big minutes. So that's a huge factor for the Titans. If you're looking at Sam Verrills as an option, you need to keep a close eye on the Titans and the trials and make sure that they're not carrying a utility on the bench that can steal minutes from Sam Verrills. Or if for some reason they start using Campbell, as a hooker, go through the guts, or they bring Campbell on and push Aaron Clark into hooker. That's that will spell the end of Sam Verrills, super coach wise. Yeah, and look, uh, Sam Verrills has never really been too like super coach relevant anyway. Nah, um, he's he's obviously going to become relevant this season because of the um, the lack of options at, at hooker. But yeah, he's definitely one that um, he'll fill a need. Yep. For sure. All right, let's get into the bargain basement. The battle of wits has begun. Well, that's the way bargain basement works. I'm very aroused. So this is pick 71 to 110. The first guy we're going to talk about here is a guy that could straddle both bargain basement and sweet spot. Um, And it's just come to light in the last sort of week or so that Tanner Boyd will actually start in the halves alongside Kieran Foran for the Titans. Um, and is most likely going to partner with his old sparring partner, David Fafita. Now, these guys played school footy together. They know how each other plays. So I think this is great for both of them. I think Mm -hmm. Tanner Boyd knows how to use him, and I think David Fafita knows how to run off him. Now, he is dual halfback hooker, which is 
Oh, that's good. That's no, fucking yeah. good. That is sexy as fuck, people. Mm. Halfback and hooker, Jewel. Thanks for coming. Oh, he's, I think he's 5'8". Hooker, but yeah. 5'8", I thought he was halfback. Uh, one sec. I'll have a quick look. Uh, Titans, Titans, Titans. Good coast. He is... Oh, no, he's halfback hooker. You're right. Well played. I'm on to it, bro. Don't worry about me. No flies on me, baby. Um, right, let me throw some stats at you, and this yes. I'll, I'll be able to hear your erection from this because I was very aroused uh, when I was putting together these Tanner Boyd stats. So the last eight games of season 2022, he played big minutes in the halves. He averaged 57. That's with three sub-40 games in there. He had three tries, Ooh. five assists, two last touches. Now, this is the big one. Last six games... He also nailed it with the boot, slotting 23 goals, only missing five. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, baby. So, yeah, he kicks. I totally forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Amazing. And with no sex, then of course he's going to kick. That's incredible. Huge. Okay. So, bringing him up to this spot is, look, I'd, put, I'd be probably putting him ahead of Verrills because we know that the Titans are going to be scoring points. Yeah. It's it's a matter of can they improve their defense enough to keep him out. In all honesty, if I like what I see from him in the trials, he could make in the, it into the top 10. Yeah. Like if he's using David Feder like he, he did when he was playing school footy, the fact that you got that plus he's a dual hooker halfback if he's averaging 50-plus, that's all he needs to do with that jewel, and he's a top 10 hooker mm. draft. He's that a very be. interesting prospect. Yeah, he's definitely one that um, yeah, I'll be keeping my eye on. Yeah. Because, holy dooly. Yeah. So, you've been told, guys, Tanner Boyd could be one of the biggest hooker sleepers of the 2023 draft. Just keep an Big eye on time. it. Just keep an eye on it, people. Um, right, and then it just falls off a cliff here. Just got heaps of fucking no-names to talk about. All guys that you just go, whatever. Josh Hodgson, can't see him averaging over 50. Connor Watson just got a big injury. He's going to sit most of the season out. Mitch Kenny, he's going to be sharing time with, is it Sonny Luke? Yep, Sonny Luke. So, yep, don't like that. Wade Egan for the for the Warriors, obviously probably going to share minutes with Jazz Vega there as well. Yep. Jacob Little. Jacob Little is a very interesting one. I think. He is if he can interesting. Stay, if he can stay injury free, um, like the the issues that um, Tato Moan. What's the go there? Do you know the ins and outs of this? I know he's obviously in some some so trouble he's, for, he's for got, he's, flogging he, someone. He's going to bash some cunt. Sorry, he's going to bash a. That's um, fine. Tra- bash that cunt. Yeah. <laughs> bash a bash a tradie <laughs> with a hammer. So he actually chased him onto a roof uh, allegedly. Um, chase him onto a roof with a hammer okay. uh, for parking in the wrong spot or some bullshit. And um, is that assault? Had, is that assault with noise. a deadly weapon? Uh, sure. Potentially, yeah. So wow. Look, he could be he, he could be in um, in the clink for a little bit. So I don't see him back. And you know how they got the no fault stand down policy. Mm. Uh, he's going to be out long term. So um, that means Bud Sullivan will probably come in at five yeah. eight, which means and Jake which Middle. Means that which means that Little isn't going to be sharing with Sullivan. It's it's going to be. Uh, um, I just need to check. Who else have they got there? Is. Uh, Dragon St. George. 
They have oh Mo, Mo, Moses and Ah uh, yeah okay so yep. they'll Gross. keep him on the benches um as mm-hmm. utility which look I mean he's great for the utility factor but fuck he's but it does cement some bigger for, minutes for Jacob Little like if he absolutely. can get around that sort of sixty minutes you know he's probably a fifty to fifty five average player um he's just had no consistency with minutes over the last couple of seasons obviously we. You know, time in the park and also injuries as well. Um, yeah, 55 points from games where he played 65 minutes or thereabouts with a, a CV of 28%, which is nice, 41 base. So he, yeah. he does have some pedigree to get around that 50 to 55 with decent minutes. So he's just had a horror run of injuries. Yep. So you've got to, you've got to take that into account when you draft him. Like he's always had like an abundance of potential even from Rezies, but man, it's just about stringing the games together for him. And he can play 80. He did play a few 80 minute games in 21, 2021. Um, and he averaged 64 from those 80 minute games. So yeah, interesting with this, Amon sort of going to, you know, see some time behind bars, probably. Mm. Um, it uh, definitely brings Jacob Little up to the forefront, especially in this bargain basement where, you know, you're probably looking at round six, seven, eight, possibly nine, um, and Jacob Little's sliding. This is a perfect guy that you go, right, I'm just going to have a fucking go at this gun, and it could work out for you. Yeah, I think so. Now, Tom Starling, your boy in 23, or you've dropped him? Mate, he's um he, he's out of the top twenty. <laughs> oh no! Zach Wolford, what a fall from grace. But him and Zach Wolford just like nullify one another. Yeah, and that's and that's the same case for you know the Broncos hookers. Um, who else? Whoever's sharing Look, I think, time I, I, I like think, that. I think it, I think even Mitch Kenny and Zach yeah, Luke, yeah. I think they're, they're, they'll nullify sure. one another. I think the one thing that might change at the Broncos is if Blake Moser comes through mm-hmm. like there's huge wraps on this kid um i think it's probably a season or two before we'll see him but yeah mate um, even the guru's um licking his lips without oh uh, black book it could, could be anything could be anything <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it all right let's um let's jump into hail mary hail mary time here four seconds we're gonna bet it off you son of a I'm in. So this is picks 110 to fucking Ooh. the end. So one of the guys here that I was really interested in until I got mail that he probably won't be in the starting side is Ray Stone. Um, yeah. Because he is listed on the Dolphins website as their only lock, I was like, oh, fuck, he could be 13 here. But there's mail out there that uh, Gilbert is going to be the 13. Um, just one to watch in the trials, like if Ray Stone can get some minutes. He probably needs around that 50 to 55 minutes to be super coach relevant at all. And I mean yeah. like 50 point, 45 to 50 points, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, just keep an eye on him. He's also dual to RF hooker, just something that could be a nice little play here um, late in your drafts. Jake Turpin as well. You know, Connor Watson going down with that injury means Jake Turpin's mm. going to get a bit of time. But the thing with Jake Turpin is, and we know this, Wook, he needs huge fucking minutes. Yeah. And look, it's it's not he's not one that I'm looking at. Unless it, he, he was two injuries away from being relevant, now he's just the one. Um, if Cheese goes down for any period of time, Mate, you've got to have him in your watch list because he's going to be in your team that that next week. Yep. Um, 
Jaden Sullivan, he probably won't fall this far. You'll probably see him up in the bargain basement. Yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but if he does slip, you know, 5'8", hooker, dual eligible, that's fantastic. We know he's going to play 5'8", for the Dragons. I don't think the Dragons will be great in 23, um, but we've seen what Bud can do, and he's got a f- fantastic left foot step. Um, yeah. He can break tackles. Just one of these kids that, you know, just is electrifying. So, yeah, just a guy that, that can be a, a late sort of round... Probably reigns round seven, round eight, somewhere around there is probably where he's going to fall. Um, one that interests me now, and I don't know enough about his injury, but Connor Watson, he's just going to fall to the nether regions in every draft because of his injury. Now, mm. is he going to be back in 23? Because he could be someone you could stash. Well, I think I think he's out for like four months, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it all depends on... like They haven't really released too much about this patellar injury, so... It's one of those things that, look, we'll have a chat um, to Brian and, mm-hmm. and see what he, he thinks. But, yeah, it's it's a real tough one to put a real figure on. Yeah, it's going to be – he's just one of those guys, isn't it? Because – I think if if you if you're, like, coming to pick 14, 15, 16 – Oh, 100. You, you like your bench spots. Yeah. Mate, have you, to. you're mad not to. Because yep. he, he, he – the one-two punch that he would have with cheese could be massive. Yeah. And the thing is, like, they don't have to rush him back either. They've got Jake Turpin there. They've got Cheese, which means they're going to do the rehab right because they know if they get him right and he's ripping in a tearing late in the season, you know, that's fantastic for their finals runs. Yeah. And, look, I, I think speaking of stashes, I think an interesting stash, and he might not play a part until um, a little bit into the season, Mitch Rain. Mm, now okay. he could he could be a um, he could turn into an eighty minute hooker it when and if um, Josh Hodgson goes down for injury. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I, I, he surely he's not playing eighty minutes. Josh, how old is Josh Hodgson? Like forty? Oh, I think he's about fifty odd. Yeah, um, has to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Has to be. It's what look. I the one concern that I'd have is if um, is if he ends up playing say 20 minutes he becomes a low emergency nightmare and you mm. don't really want that in your team so it's a it, it's a, it, it's the same scenario as starling last season uh, i don't he, he's got to be in your in your um in your watch list mitt train but he's not one you can really start with unfortunately he's another one of those sam verrills types isn't he he needs 80 minutes he just, to get he, 50 just need, he needs he needs big minutes yeah but he is the backup half uh, backup hooker yeah um and we know how injury prone josh mm. Hodgson is one year after an ACL, he's done his shoulder. He's he's put together yeah. with fucking masking tape. So, yep. look, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that that pans out. Yeah, yeah. No, good call. I like it. I like it. All right, that's um, that's pretty much everyone we need to talk about, mate. Let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a building. Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small oh child. Oh, fuck. oh my god, fuck yeah! You know what we're about here, guys. Going to flip you over. And uh, we're going to rub you right. So first up, we'll talk draft strategy for the hooking spot. And I think you know what we're going to say here. Huge lack of depth in this position. However, there's just not enough upside with the elite hookers to warrant an early pick. I Mm. view the hooking spot much like I view the front row forward. Sit back, wait, spend your early picks on fullback, halfback, 5'8", 2RFs, even CTWs before you swing by um, and pick up 
a lady of the night. Cheap and nasty is the play here. Or just fucking AE. <laughs> just AE. Fucking don't even worry about it. Go home, rub one out yourself. Don't even worry about picking a hooker up that night. No. Get um, the sorbeline and just treat yourself like an absolute amusement park and save the money. Cut that up. That's good. What the fuck are you talking Cut about? Cut that up. That's good. All that's, right. That's the best strategy you'll hear all year for hooker right there. Look, I, I do like uh, – it is the spine position I'm looking at leaving a little bit as well. Um, I think, yeah, there, there is a bit of value. And if, if you can pick up a few of those um, those punts at the back end of your draft, like your Jacob Littles, your jo- um, Jaden Sullivans, Egan, um, Tanner Boyd, like you, you have a couple of those and you can rotate them ba- based on matchups. I think you're, you're pretty good, yeah. um, especially yeah. if you can get a couple of them like your Jaden Sullivan and Tanner Boyd. The fact that the dual positions that they've got, like you match it with the right um, dual half, and mate, you've got mate, all your positions. So Tanner Boyd is skyrocketing in my head at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's oh, yeah. already oh, climbing yeah. in my head. Wait till we have a chat after this podcast. He, we got to, we got to talk ranks for Tanner Boyd. Let's be serious. Um, if we're just talking stats for the hooker spot for last year, twenty twenty two, you had eleven of them that made the top. 100 averaging players you had to play 13 more games to get in the top 100 there if you're looking at 50 being the magic number you had 10 that averaged between 50 and 60 only two that averaged between 60 and 70 and only two that averaged over 70 obviously cook and grant so really not a lot in the in the elite categories there with 60 plus you're more looking for that magic number of 50 55 yeah and if i'm honest you hit the nail on the head when you said hooker, front row forward. Essentially, they're both slightly plotter positions. Yeah. Say so your upside's not there. Yeah. Spending an early pick is just not, it doesn't make financial sense. No. Um, save your picks. Like value is value though. If Harry Grant slips into deep round two, you're obviously going to be picking him up. Like I said, if, mate, I'd like, I, I've, I said it. Be like what? Don't, don't spend your whole paycheck on a hooker. It's not worth the money. Just <laughs> go home and sort yourself out. That's a soundbite, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So good. All right, let's get into our boom, busts, and sleepers. So I'll go first with my booms. Yep. I love Blake Braley. He is going to be my player in focus. I'll talk about him in a minute. Um, boom in the sense that I just think he's he's not going to be a big boom. Maybe add, add three, four, five points to his average, but that's a boom. Anyone that's add, adding points to their previous season's, season's average is a boom in my eyes. The big one, though, and we talked about it being at least 10 is cheese. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot to come under his average just because it was so deflated last season. Yep. I think that it's disproportionately down from where it should be. The biggest kick in the tank with that is is because just everyone is sucking Cheese's dick. So oh, yeah. the value that's there with that 45 and that deflated average is nullified because people are going to reach for him regardless. So... That's a bit fucked there. And the yeah. other one is Aaron Clark. So I've got Blake, Braley, Cheese, and Aaron Clark as my booms. What do you got? Okay. So we were supposed to do two, but, yeah, that's fine. Um, I got I, a little bit carried away. 
Yeah, yeah, I noticed. I, Blake Riley doesn't count because I'll talk about I him later. My, I held myself to two. Look, I had I had two and I held back and you still are clap. But anyway, Jaden <laughs> Braley is definitely one for me. Like I, I feel like we're, I'm going to talk about him in a bit of detail later on, but mm-hmm. he's definitely one that I think can both add, add a bit and I think he compared to what he did last season, I think he can not lift a bit. Um, and especially noting that the Knights are just in the process of signing Lachlan Miller, I think that solves a lot of their problems. Um, and the next one, I think, is it's it's a boom in the in, in the way that um, I don't think he's going to drop as far as people think. In okay. that's Happy Coruscant. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go from strength to strength because he's obviously going to a team in the doldrums compared to the team of. Um, Adonis's um, fair look. He, he's just not going to be in the attacking um, attacking positions that he would have normally been in. But he's. Uh, I feel like he's going to have um, more to say in attack mm-hmm. when they are attacking. So I, I don't. I, I don't think he's going to go higher, but I don't think he's going to drop that far. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Okay, so booms there. We've got Blake Braley, Cheese, Aaron Clark, Jaden Braley, Appy Corusel. Let's get into some mm. busts. So I've only got one here, so and it's Damien Cook. And the when I say bust, I'm not saying he's going to have a terrible season. I just don't think he can re- replicate that 75 average. I'm thinking he's going to be more around that 70. And to be honest, it would not surprise me if he averaged 65. And if that happens, that's a bust. That's 10 points drop in average. So I just think be careful with Damien Cook. Because at that 75 average, he really belongs, you know, top 10. Top 10 picks Yeah. on average. So just be careful with Damien Cook. Don't fucking blow your load on this hooker because she ain't worth it. You're having fun with something. I am. Um, Might as well. All right. So you had three last time. I think in total I've got about five. So um, for busts. So I've gone for Josh Hodgson. I think he's going to be bust. Look. He, he averaged three last season, but I mean, we know what he can do. I just feel like moving from uh, the Raiders to the Eels, they've got two very dominant halves. He's going to he, his role will be to predominantly be a distributor to Moses and Brown. Mm-hmm. So I can't see him getting back to those super coach glory days. Um, he's also got Rain on the bench, so going to be stealing minutes most likely. Interesting to see how that pans out. Like I like I mentioned before, but yeah, it's. He's definitely one that is. Um, he's not going to be getting over fifty. I totally um, agree. Scraping, scraping fifty. He's a big um, stay away. And I will read them out. Um, Mitch, <laughs> Here we go. Mitch, Mitch giving me shit for having three. <laughs> wow. Mitch Kenny, Sonny Luke, Corey Pakes, um, and Billy Walters. So all of those guys nullify each other, and I just don't think that in any situation that they'll be getting over 50 so they, they pretty much dominate each other's minutes in in one way shape or form um i think billy walters is is going to be less and less relevant from an attacking point of view so his 38 average is going to be pretty close this season um and then yeah Corey pakes great footballer but again he's not really going to get minutes he might not even get a spot on the bench so yeah um I reckon just put a line through each of those. Um, you might you might pick up Mitch Kenny out of the bunch of them. That's probably the one that I'd look at because I think he's going to have the biggest uptick in minutes. Um, and coming off a season average of 30, he might push to 45 this season. Um, it, it's unclear how many minutes um, Sonny Luke is going to take from him, though. 
Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want anything to do with any of those cunts that you just talked about. Won't be looking at any of them. Um, Sleepers. Now, I've got Jacob Little for reasons that we talked about with him having a few more minutes cemented because of the whole Amon and Bud Silver moving to the halves. And then Tanner Boyd, which I think could be the number one guy that we're talking about coming out of this podcast. Very sexy. 100% agree. Like it's um, Tanner Boyd, I think he is far and away the biggest. Well, by the time the draft happens for most people, he's not going to be a sleeper anymore. Nah, Uh, I I really can see him slipping into that top 10. I really can. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people are going to be um, high on what he's putting down in the in the trials. I think I'm excited to see what they what they put down. I love what I saw last end of last season. So yeah, I'm I'm big on him. Yeah. And it's gonna be the case now because obviously early on, you know, he's looking like a sleeper. The more that this preseason goes along, people are gonna put him higher and higher in their draft rank, ranks like we will be after this podcast yeah, um, yeah. and what it's what he's going to be is he's going to be a believer pick he's going to oh, be yeah. a guy that if you believe in him if you think he can average 55 to 60 you're going to have to reach for him to get him and it's going to be one of those fucking backy gut moments if you yeah. if you've seen a lot of his his ball playing you know in in the school years when he was playing with David Feeder and that gives you a hard on and then you like the fact that he can kick goals and things like like this and you're like yep i'm all over his dick and you back yourself he's gonna be a believer pick mm, yeah big time um I, look i he is definitely high up in my pre-draft list i pumped him up our um our rankings um i feel like i haven't pumped him up enough to be honest um we said this talking, we, talking through talking <laughs> through the back end of the um, last season I, we said this yeah. would happen we said this things would change as we talk through this run sheet and it'll probably happen every podcast and this is this is good because it's giving the rubbers and the people that are listening you know a real insight into how the minds of two morons work yeah um so as we're as we're speaking i'm updating <laughs> the um the ranking list Good boy. Um, for Hooker that will come out tomorrow on Patreon. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be up to date with our little um, changes that we're making on the fly. A little brain um, so aneurysms. <laughs> most likely, yeah. Mm. Um, so my sleepers, um, Reed Marnie. I, I, I kind of talked about it before that I, I think getting into the new system, it's not having two dominant halves that he's um, being distributed for. It might help unlock his uh, attacking potential, which we know is there. Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel like he is going to, um, especially with Bindioto going down, he's going to be getting a lion's share of the minutes. And I, I feel like that adding in with the attacking potential, the massive fall pattern they've got, I, I really like what um, what opportunities are there for him. So, look, I think that 55, you can put your house on that. It'll get that. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the extras that I'm thinking he might might push up to he might end up at the end of the season getting 60 to 65 and i feel like that is that is really possible sexy yeah um the other one is um sam verrills um so look he needs big minutes Mm, um i I feel like i feel like the with tanner boyd going to um the halves that works in verrills favor to get big minutes yep um so i think that's a that's a that's a bit of a tick I think he'll get 50 to 55 no matter what happens. I think that to go up that next stage, he needs to feed into the attack a little bit more than he did at the Roosters. He didn't have to, though. 
they've got mm. some big attacking threats at the Roosters and like the Titans, they need some they need some structure and they need some um, they need some leadership in the spine. Having Verrills, having four in there is going to be huge. Um, I, I think one of the dark horses for the top eight this year will be the Titans. I think they they've brought in two very they've had the best um, recruitment that they've had in years. Bring yeah. in those two players, yeah, two premiership winning spine players in the positions where they I think they really lacked um, like experience. I think they have. Yeah, there was Thanks. big rap, there was big raps on Verrills before he actually made his debut for the Roosters. So he mm. does have that attacking upside in him. Like you said, I just don't think the Roosters needed him to do it. No, so no, exactly. it'd be interesting to see if we do see it at the Titans. And you're right, maybe there is some value there based on that 2022 average. Yeah, and look, his 2022 average is 52, mm. and that's at the Roosters, and that's with um, uh, Connor Watson coming on. Stealing a lot of minutes, mm. a bit of back and forth, injury, injury affected season as well. So, yep. look, I, I feel like your fifty, fifty five is is your base to work from as well. So similar to Reed Marnie. I like that, bro. I like it. Mm. All right, just to recap those boom bust sleepers, we've got in the boom category, we've got Blake Braley, Cheese, Aaron Clark, Jaden Bradley, Abby Coruscant. Busts, we've got Damian Cook, Hodgson, and then the Broncos and Panthers hookers. For the sleepers, we've got Jacob Little and our boy, Turner Boyd, Reed Marnie, and Sam Verrills. Now let's get into the player in focus. I wanted you to see these player evaluations. What's wrong with Cal? I think he's a bust. I mean, the guy has hammies that could literally pull a car. Now this is where it's the the Braley battle here. So early on, I actually had Jaden Braley as my player in focus. And then as I went through the stats, I started thinking about it. I was like, fuck, all right, no, got more confidence in Blake Braley. So what I'm going to do, I'll let you kick it off with Jaden oh. Braley. Oh, okay. All and, right. All and right. then I will come back with it with my boy Blake. But just to come out with it, I love both of these guys. They're both yeah, going to be uh, good. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm just one sec. I've got someone out of fucking been outside. Hang on. There we go. Windows closed. All right. So, Jaden, Jaden, the peeping Tom, just looking in, just going, "What are you doing in there, Wook? Get your hey. this gun's got no pants on. He's at the oh, computer yeah, with no yeah. pants on. <laughs> no pants. I've got no shirt. No pants. No fuck. No, no either. So, what a weird setup. I'm. He's probably on the phone to his mate. He's going. I'm watching this bloke. He's talking to this mic. He's drinking red wine. He's got nothing on. What a weirdo. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, getting 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 back to Jane Bradley. Talk so, to me. Obviously, towards back end of um, 2021, he did his ACL, so he was out for an extended period of 2022. He did play from round 20, um, sorry, round 17 onwards to the back end of the season. Played pretty much 80 minutes every game he played, so um, pretty pretty huge numbers. Average 58 um, minutes per game was, was 75 ppm of 70. Uh, 0.77 um season before played 22 games um and he's played pretty much to 23 24 um 23 22 to 23 games per season um prior to that so coming off like a, a um last three seasons averaging 58 59 and 58 again um 
I feel like the structure of the Knights this season is going to go up a level. So they really struggled in the halves last season. They've settled that with bringing Hastings, shifting shifting um, Ponga. They had um, Ponga out for extended periods last season. They, they've now got um, Lockie Miller coming in. Going to be absolutely um, annihilating in attack, I think. So the average in his last five games of, of last season was 70 points. Mm, that is sexy. So he, he, he scored 59 and then 72, 66, 71, and then ended the season with an 82. Um, he played 80 minutes in seven of his, la- of his last eight games uh, after coming back from the ACL injury. Had a coefficient of variance of 31%, which is pretty solid. It's actually pretty um, relatively high for a hooker, but um, he averaged 47 points in pure base in his last five games. One try and four try assists in eight games, which is huge. 39 tackles per game and 3.5 runs per game. Right? And this is coming back from an ACL. The, 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 perform- the output performance should be dropping, not increasing. So I feel like this is this is really good indicator of an epic season coming up for Jane Bradley. Yeah, look, I totally agree with everything you just said. Uh, I think the the main difference here between the brothers is that Jaden Braley will continue that pure base of forty seven. Um, he might even increase it up to sort of you know 48, 49, 50, whereas Blake Braley's base is around that forty two, but. Blake Braley's attack is better. Mm, his running yeah. game is better. Um, his assists are better, are higher. So over the last two seasons, um, Jaden Braley's had eight assists. Blake Braley had 11 in 2022. Obviously, Jaden Braley had a shortened season in 2022, eight games. So just say he had, what, in 32 games, he had eight assists. But in 24 games, Blake Braley had 11. So I think Blake continues that. It seems like, and we talked about Blake uh, at the start of last year when we were like, everyone knows he's got this running game. You know, he can dart out of dummy half really well. He's got good vision. He's quick. He's susceptibly strong. Um, As soon as we see that attacking upside, everyone's going to be like, fuck, there it is. And we started to see it. Wasn't as consistent as I'd like it to be. I mean, his CV was 28%, which is really good, but I think he can he can mm. be more consistent with his base if he brings his base up. But I think we'll see more of the running game. And what I really like about Blake Braley for 2023 is you're getting rid of Aiden Tolman, you're getting rid of Andrew Feeder. We're going to see more of Braden Hamlin Ueli and Royce Hunt. What do these two big boppers do best? And, t- and Rudolph. They well. just crash the fucking line. And, mm. the th- and the thing is, because the Sharks are so dangerous across the park, you know, all the way through, 1 to 13, you got the, the centers are amazing. Talakai on one edge, fucking Jesse Ramey, and then you've got Katoa, you've got Ronaldo Mulatalo, you've got Nico Hines, who's one of the best, ha- second best halfback in the game. Moylan on the sweep. Will Kennedy's fast as fuck. You don't know what he's going to do. You've got, you got Nakora. You, like, you've got a number of different options. I know. So what that's going to do is it's going to stretch the defense. And when it stretches the defense, you're not going to have enough players to mark up on some cut like Royce Hunt. Has everyone seen the size of Royce Hunt? N- you need everyone there. 
You need the whole forward pack to stop him. I love it. I just think there's going to be more tries for Blake Braley. Um, and it does feed in really nicely to when I'm going to talk about front row forwards. Just the tip, just for a second, just see how it feels. I love Roy Hunt. And we'll <laughs> talk about that later. But I think Blake Braley is going to be the upside player. Jaden Braley is going to be a safe bet. I think Jaden Braley will average... 60 to 65, and his CV is going to be fucking low. It's going to be like 25, 24%. Um, he's going to have a really good base. He's just not going to have that running game that Blake Braley's going to have. But you'll also get those down games with Blake Braley. You're going to get those 45-point games. But I think mm-hmm. you're also going to get those high-octane games as well where he's going to feed some of these big boppers. So that's the reason I love Jaden Braley. I, I think he's going to have a fantastic season. Everything you said about him is bang on. Coming back from that ACL and what he put out, his output for 2021 was just mind-blowing. I just think the upside is is with Blake Braley, and I'm always going to take the, the upside um, in any position. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't feel like it's enough of an upside to warrant going for Blake personally because I, I feel like there are enough positive unknowns for Jaden, um, just in coming coming into this this preseason, I really want to see how they go in the trials, the Knights, because it's going to be more of the same for the Sharks. I think they're going to solid up in in defence. They're going to be a bit more structured in attack and blah blah blah. It's a flip of the script with the, the Knights. They've got some key positional changes. They've got key personnel changes, um, and I'm really interested to see how they do play in the trials because. That'll that'll tell me how high I want to draft Jaden Braley. Yeah, for sure. And this is we're going to do this for every positional rub. We're going to go head to head with two guys that are going to be that we think are going to average very similar. And I mean, guys, we're talking one two points difference here that we're thinking. We we both like oh, these guys, yeah, yeah. but we're both going to go in our big balls call. R Braley to go sixty five plus. So up to you. We're going to put some socials out there. Who wins? I'm on Blake Braley 65 plus. Wooker's on Jaden Braley 65 plus, um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's look. I I feel like everyone wins in this scenario because look, you pick up either of them. Oh, you're, you're gonna be happy. Bad, you're not gonna have a bad day. <laughs> you're gonna be happy. Fucking yeah. oath, bro. Fucking oath. All right, let's get into some questions from the rubbers. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. So there's a few here. I'll start firing a matcha. Um, here we go. Keen on Tanner Boyd and Smith to start. Insanely underpriced Boyd. Now, obviously, this is a classic question. I think yep. you can't go wrong with Boyd at the moment. I'm telling you. Yeah, look, my, I've changed. I've changed my picker team. In classic and yeah obviously Tanner Boyd severely underpriced for how he finished the season because he, he obviously played that utility role through the season which dropped his his average so he's severely underpriced and the thing is I think people just switched off for the Titans at the back end they were just like fuck these this team this is fucked and just everyone forgot that Tanner Boyd was kicking goals I did yeah weird yeah, exactly weird um, alright next question can Robson surpass last year's performance so 63 average from 2022. I honestly think he could add, add maybe two, three, maybe four to his average well, if he can get those I, tries up. I, I don't, I don't know because I, I feel like his output is going to be tempered a little bit by Dearden, by Drinky. Um, yeah. I've... 
Put it this way, you're, yeah, uh, you're safe if you draft him at what he averaged last year. He's not gonna he's not gonna go down, put it that way. Yep. Yep. So I, agree. I, I feel like he, he, he will at least meet his uh, performance for us. Yep, for sure. Um is Grant um is it Grant or a bust this year? I don't think look, Grant, a bust, you can't say that. No, it's no, no. just he's, no no no. He's saying um is it Grant or Bust this season for hookers? So if you don't have oh, Grant, yeah. it's it's a bust. Look, to be honest, probably if you if you have Grant, that's fucking fantastic. You've won the hookers, um, but there's a lot more value elsewhere in the draft. I think. Yeah, for sure. Like we said at the start, um, even 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 with the positions that we're looking at in our to, in our top ten, I would be picking Garrick ahead of him. I'd be picking um, Isaiah Papali ahead of him. I'd probably even um, pick uh, Gussie ahead of him. Yeah. Which is huge, but um, yeah, I, I really like those up, upside players. And look, you got to you got to go ups. You got to go upside and final strength of schedule in the first two rounds, maybe even first Ooh. three rounds. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Grant does have a fantastic strength of schedule in the finals. Yeah, <laughs> he has the second best for hookers. Put it so put it this way: ticks, ticks a little box. If you pick Grant at ten. You're not going to be overly disappointed. You're just not going to have those supersonic games that you might get elsewhere at the same yep, pick. Exactly right. Um, reckon fuck hookers first two rounds. Ceiling is like 100. Well, we just sort of talked about it then. Yeah. Verrill's average. Can he get 55? Is he going to get yes. big minutes? I think he can get 55. Yep, um, I, think, I think they are. he is going to get big minutes as well. Just trying to, uh, we've answered mostly. There's cheese, the minutes he's going to get. I think he can average 55 to 60 minutes at least. The cheese, yeah. Ken, uh, someone's asked, someone's asked uh, running cheese and Boyd at hooker, a viable option. Look, I, I, f- I feel like with the rising stocks of Boyd, it's not really going to be an option to run both. You'd be going too high too early on, um, on two hookers if you do that, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just trying to go Kenny I don't think he gets a 55 average more like a 50 no. if he's lucky does or Appy play does Appy play 80 no probably not no. here's a good Sim- one Simpkins Simpkins or Spelling or something like that yep here's a good one do you think Cook if if Cook is available at 19th pick I take him or Gussie or Jerome or Gussie Jerome is my 10th if so Gussie's saying, there if Gussie's there at, at 19, 19 Mate, right? you, you blow know. your load because you have Jeez, just won the lotto. You've won the draft. Yeah, yeah definitely. That is gussy. that is that is the biggest slip I've ever seen. Because um, yep. we've we've spoken about it, and we'll definitely definitely touch base on this um, in the tour after pod. But fuck, he's undervalued. Yeah. Same with same with Dave Fafita. Same with a few others in that category. Hundred percent. I agree. Um, Grant Cook, do they go early? I think they do. Um, we've talked enough about that at nauseam. Just as always, just think about Cook and where your grand final or your prelim is going to be. If it's anything around, have, that a, have a look. Have a look at round five for Hooker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, just dip your head in and see what's going on with Hooker in round five. So picks forty yeah. plus. Um, what round do you think you're going to get Brandon Smith in the draft? There's, there's, there's definitely going to be in each league two people that are keen on him. Yep. And it's just about who's got who's got the cojones to go first. Yeah. Look, 
Yeah, it has to be. Again, it's the round five, isn't it? Picks 40 plus. For Brandon Smith, I'm probably even looking 50 plus, 55 plus, because I don't think he's going to have a huge upside. I just think there's a lot of value in his 45. But like I said earlier, that value is nullified because people just love him. Yeah, I feel like he's going to get picked on name more than what his output will be. 100% he is. 100% he is, bro. Last ones, um, and you you touched on this, Walk do the additions of Bateman, Clemmer, and Papali'i make Appy more attractive? You would think they oh, do. Oh, hugely. Um, I, I think those options are actually better um, better or at least as good as at the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That that forward pack for the Tigers needs to go forward to give him space. Like any hooker in the game, in the modern game, you need your forwards to fucking create space, get to their knees and elbows, get quick play the balls, have dominance in the tackles, um, and that's going to give your hookers space and time to do what they need to do with the ball. Otherwise, they're just going to be dishing it off. And you see, and the perfect guy to watch that with is Damien Cook because he's mm. over the last couple of years, his his forward pack hasn't been very dominant, and they haven't been able to give him time and space. And he just he just becomes a distributor of the ball, and that's where everyone's like, "What the fuck's happened with Cook?" It's because his forwards aren't giving him momentum, and then all of a sudden. You see Tom Burgess, he makes half a little break or he gets into his knees and elbows really quick, gets to play the ball, or you see Cam Murray do exactly what he does and gets those quick play the balls. All of a sudden, you see the cook that we all know and love. Exactly. So it all rests on the forward pack and how they go forward for the hookers. But, mate, what would you know about hookers? Ugh, yeah. You got the, which you got hookers? The knees, you, you got the knees of all. Well, which you know, hookers? Which hookers? We knee, ta- knees of a hooker. Which hookers are we talking about? Wow. I'll let I'll let that go through the keeper. I'll <laughs> just let that one go. All right, that's it, bro. Done. Mate, the, hookers, first, the first one under the belt. Hookers um, have been nailed. Consider those hookers nailed. Oh yeah. I look. I'm I'm happy with that. There's a few there's a few changes. I think we bring out Tanner Boyd, mm-hmm. if not to eleven, possibly into ten. Um, I think Brandon Smith drops for me. Um, I had him up at, at pick seven. Yep. Probably get him down. Um, do you think Tanner Boyd outscores him? Fuck, it's interesting, isn't it? The kicking's the big yeah. one, isn't it? I, I very close. I have to admit, I placed him in the rankings based on him not kicking because I didn't know that he was kicking. Yeah. So this is this is definitely one that is going to feed in pretty heavily in because. Normally, what normally what would happen at the the Titans is um, what what's old mate on the right wing uh, right center um, Herbert Paddy Herbert. So Patrick Herbert would be kicking. I don't think Pat, Patrick Herbert gets a spot. Mm. Yeah, no, neither. And based on based on Tanner Boyd's kicking ability that you mentioned before, yeah, this this could be very interesting. The the last four spots in the top ten, you've, you've pretty much all got them around that fifty-five average, with the you know the possibility to go higher. It's just how we sort of rate them, and who misses mm. out. Well, it's yeah. the now with Tanner Boyd, there's five. There's five blokes there that we think are around that fifty-five average, or how we're sort of basing them off for twenty twenty-three output. Um, and there's only four spots, so interesting. Yeah, I, I still don't know what's going to go on with that. But look, this is why we're Stay doing Stay tuned. This. Stay tuned. Boys and girls, going to be interesting. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll see it happen in live time. 
Literally, there, there, there might there might be a hurried um, repost just to just to get a few players up up around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, so I, there's heaps of shit off this podcast that I'll be posting up on socials, Instagram, um, and and Twitter, and any of the guys that we're talking about that have got question marks, or we need to watch them in trials, or if they're even just on the cusp of us not knowing exactly where we're going to put them. I will note that in the comment section. Okay. Yep. Good, good, good. Sweet, bro. All right, guys, fire up those five-star sledges as always. Uh, if you want to jump in a draft league and you don't have mates, just ask. We're going to put you in a draft league. I've had a few people jump in. Some guy was like, I was like, oh, I'll put you on the list. He goes, where's the list? And I said, um, it's in the notes <laughs> in my phone. He goes, oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you put me in that. Uh, and then, yeah, of course, we're running high tech here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, of course, guys, if you haven't already subscribed to the Patreon, you won't be disappointed. There's some Not sexual the gear slightest. on there. Yum, yum, yum. Wooker is just constantly updating it and making it better, adding graphics graphics he sends it to me all the time and he goes this is what i've done this is what i've done and i go oh stiffy 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 it's just yeah. heaps well stiffies. it's a, a lot of it's just having to think about adding in different different stats different information and stuff like that so look when you see the the, the top the updated top 30 come out at the end of this week there's going to be a bit of additional information in there and it's just going to keep keep adding in as we get more and more refined with our picks exactly exactly all right, bro, let's get out of here. That is the final siren rubbers. Don't be a fucking coward. Go follow us on all the socials. You know what to do there. That's it. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. You're damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown. You can take me down. Get that India.